Welcome to Helpful Social Work. Social work has the power to change people's lives for the better. This podcast aims to help you learn, think and act with integrity so people who need social work get help that will transform their lives. I'm Jo. And I'm Jerry, and welcome back to Series 7. Uh, we are interrupting series a little bit as we go along to have some guests on and today we have a, a guest Paul Bridgewater um, who's going to say a bit about himself in a second um, and just to let you know thank you for listening we are um, well over 150,000 episodes now and we've just put out a blog about that so do have a look at that um, it gives some some tips for episodes that um, we we particularly like and that you might be interested in listening to and Definitely, I would recommend listening to our first ever episode, Series 1, which was about integrity, which was a great topic, but also hopefully you'll notice a difference um, in terms of how polished Joe and I might have become when we started off. We didn't, we weren't even able to edit mistakes, so there was um, quite a few takes for that episode. Anyway, um, I'm going to hand over to Joe to, to get started off with, um, with talking to Paul. Yes, so welcome, Paul. It's fantastic to have you here. And um, I'd like to start off just by asking you to say a little bit about your life so far in social work. Oh, crikey. Um, I've done loads of different things in social work. Like, so um, I I started um, in 2005, I think it was, um, for Lancashire County Council. Uh, up in up close to Liverpool, where I'm from, stuff, and that was where that was kind of working in uh, working with adults um, and assessment teams, mainly with older adults, working in hospital settings and in the community. Um, so I feel I feel it's like ages ago now because the place felt completely different then. Like, um, so the way that council, even back then, like it felt like a completely different world to what we're in now. Not. Having said that, I'm, I'm on Ascension Island now, so it's difficult to compare. <laughs> but um, <Yeah>. it feels <laughs> it feels like a long time ago. Yeah, so I worked in. Um, I've always worked in adults with adults, really. Um, but it initially was with Lancashire County Council. Then, then I was there for about three or four years. Then moved to Cornwall, um, basically into me into me surfing and stuff, and got a job in Penzance. Um, and then, so we stayed there for, I think we were there for about three years before we moved to St. Helena. That was on a local contract initially. St. Helena Island's a small island in the South Atlantic Ocean. Um, it's quite remote. It's a British overseas territory. Went there, went there for three months. But I think there was only two people who went for that job. <laughs> so I've been to, I, was, I, was, I was told that when I eventually um, got a longer contract there. I was told by my manager that uh, I think it was two people who went for the, the original locum job there for three months. Um, oh yeah, so we were on St. Helena for between 2014 and then we left in 2018. Um, came back to the UK, went back to Cornwall, got a job on um, RNS Coldrose, working for the Ministry of Defence, um, which was like it was the only social worker post on the base. So it's a base of around about 3,000 personnel, 1,800 military, and about 1,200 um, civilian contractors. It was only working with serving personnel and their families, and it was mainly like therapeutic support, um, a lot of like post-traumatic stress um, support, people going through experiences of trauma and things. Um, yeah, and then after that, I went to I went to work for the NHS, working for the community mental health team in Redruth in Cornwall, um, 
which was that was that was fast paced. That it was a really interesting work. Completely different to what I've experienced before as well. That was like probably the, one of the most marked experiences I've had since I've been um, qualified. And then I got got contacted about on Ascension Island, um, which which is an island seven hundred miles north, I think northwest. Jerry might correct me now. Northwest of of Saint Helena, um, eight hundred people on the island. Um, so we just thought, you know what, let's do it and stuff. So yeah, we just thought, well, just let's just give it a go and um, see see what comes of it and stuff. Very much into like um, you know adventures and stuff and experiencing new things. So here we are and stuff. So I've done quite a done quite a few different things since I've been qualified. So in that way, social work's been amazing because I've literally been able to go all over the world with it. Really, mm. it's been a, it's been such a um, God, such a blessing. Really, you know, it's, yeah, a, a, such an amazing kind of um, thing. And it's funny because it was like a bit of a whim. Like, the, I mean, I've always been interested in social work um, type of theories and things, but. It was just like an advert I saw I heard on the radio and went for the interview and got on the, the training course and here I am like it's funny isn't how things happen. Yeah, and it's um and it is an amazing profession, isn't it? And a and a global profession. You know, like I started practicing in Australia and obviously um have moved to the UK and you can and you can move around and have all sorts of experiences with yeah, with with humanity and yeah, different cultures, and it's it is fantastic. I agree. Yeah. So you're on Ascension Island, Paul. Which, um, if if people want to go and have a look on the map, they'll find it as a speck in the Atlantic, uh, somewhere between South America and Africa. And that would also explain the sound quality a little bit because um, we can hear we can hear some of the the wind blowing in the background where you are. Um, but with that experience, I'm really varied of. Um, being a social worker on an island, um, as you are now, as you were on St Helena, being on a, a military base, being in hospitals and community settings, different um, different councils as well, different parts of England. Um, just want you to give us a flavour of what you um, what you think helpful social work means to you, um, and you know what what a helpful social worker does or can do for people. <sighs> <laughs> Crikey, it's a diff- really difficult one. Really, I think um, it can be so many different things. But for for me, like I think understanding, um, I, like I'm a bit, I really enjoy I think the um, theory, person and environment, person in their environment. I think is a really um, helpful way of looking at a, a, a an experience that a person's going through. Um, so I think understanding the, the context and. Because what what how how things have come to be um, for for a person or a community, and that involves looking at what's gone on in the past, what's going on now, um, and how they've made sense of that. I think that's for me that's really really important, but actually critical to understanding um, kind of I think what a person has, has experienced. So helpful social work. I think you're never going to get. You're never going to get, you know, um, close enough to understand exactly what the person has gone through. But I think you should get as close as you possibly can do to understanding the um, as much as you can about how a person has come to um, to be the way they are and to and what they've gone through and how they've made sense of their world and things. So that's yeah, 
uh, I think that's you know, really I'm interesting, like... particularly because you've been in different contexts. So presumably that would mean kind of delving into the context. If, if you're a social worker and you move from one place to another, you've really got to then try and understand the new context as well as the context for the individual's life. So it's kind of individual and community context, I guess. De- definitely. And we'll see what you get is in, in, in a lot of, especially places where legislations are different, right? So you often get like, you'll get dominant people within any organization or any kind of institution. So though you, sometimes you can get um, social work can get pigeonholed into certain ways of, of being within a community that might not always be helpful um, and might not fit in with the, the kinds of core ethics and values of, of, of the social work role itself. So I think it needs to have an, an identity that kind of um, moves across different contexts as well. It's really important. So the whole like, the issue of um, human rights, um, is, I think, is, is, is key and kind of underpins the work that we do. Uh, but it, then it's kind of understanding how to make things, how to... Um, how to increase, I suppose, awareness of the importance of each person's individual human rights and then how to support on the ground, sometimes in the midst of difficult structures that you might be operating within. That's the thing, like, so, because I might be, I'm, you know, I might be working somewhere and be, to, and be told to, for example, work really closely with the police on, on something within the community, for example, a, a piece of vandalism or something that's happened... Um, and we have to think really carefully around how we position ourselves. <laughs> it's difficult. It's such a difficult role because you don't want to be. You kind of. It, it's primarily, in my opinion, massive part of social work is therapeutic. You know, um, like we want to help, so we need to be trusted. You know, we're not. We're, we're not. We're not. Um, we're not the police. Okay, we. Okay, there's an enforcement aspect of our role if that is absolutely necessary, but. Um, where I suppose our role is to understand kind of the deeper context of, of where people's experiences lie and, and, and what might help to kind of um, to, 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 to what might help to um, alleviate any, any problems that people may have and that means that we need to have the trust of people we're working with so I think the building that trust is, is probably I think the most important thing I remember a psychologist saying to me when I was in the working for the community mental health team. And I was thinking about all these different like therapeutic, like, you know, like way therapeutic techniques and things. And she just said to me, concentrate on the relationship, like on, on building that relationship and, and the trust you have with the person. So it kind of always stuck with me that obviously you need more yeah. than that. Yeah. No, that's really fascinating actually that, um, although social work has to respond to the context and the individual, that there's something that transcends that, that you would take with you wherever you happen to be. Um, that's grounded in the relationship and I, I really like the words trust and therapeutic as kind of anchors for what you're trying to do because um, I, I think people quite often forget that social work is a isn't it um, it's a service in its own right you know that we're not just there to arrange other things we are a therapeutic kind of yeah. intervention just by ourselves yeah. yeah, I think that's a really critical point, actually. That, that I think that's where you get your most satisfaction in social work is when you are acting as a relational therapeutic being, having an encounter with another human being, um, rather than kind of um, 
moving into more administrative or task focused or kind of, as you say, um, those um, almost policing roles that can can happen sometimes. Um, and the other thing you said that really struck me was that a whole idea of how you uphold human rights in difficult circumstances, you know, that you're working in that context and that you the whole time you have in your head, you know, um, how you can help somebody thrive and, and you know, live live up to their best potential and, and have their human rights met. And that's, um, that's something I always keep in the back of my mind is, is kind of how come, you know, is what I'm doing humane and ethical and just um, when I'm having those encounters. So, yeah, thanks. It's, um, and that, that's, yeah, and that's how you, you do helpful social work. I think that was lovely. But can you, can you think from your practice, if you, you know, kind of think about your award experience, a, a story or, or something that's stuck in your mind, an example of truly helpful social work where you walked away from an encounter thinking, that that was actually a really great piece of practice. You know, I made a difference. Or someone said to you that that was, you know, that was helpful. Um, trying to th- I'm trying to think. I, I, do you know what? I often feel conflicted, Joe. I often feel conflicted. Um, uh, but I think the the times when... I think once you start getting into, com- into into complex areas around things like, which often you do in social work, are things like right, like rights and risks, things like that. So a right. person's right um, to live the life they want and then the risks they may be in, in, engaging within. Then I think there's always a conundrum there and I always find like I'm a little bit pulled on, on whether I, my intervention's been helpful or, or not. It's probably been perhaps a little bit of both in some in some ways but i think the, the times when like for example when i work for the in mental health or, or within the, the military and i've just managed i've just offered a therapeutic space um try to build a, um, a relationship of trust with the person and allow them space to kind of untangle some of the things they might have been through very careful not to go into delve into therapy therapy type areas as well but just um Offering that space, I think, has has been quite powerful. I think, um, honestly, I've worked with people. There's one, there was one particular guy in the, in the, in the military who was a he was a pilot, right? And he was like having these like really, really like uh, marked periods of anxiety where he was just overcome with worrying that he was going to fail the course. When we dug, when he he himself dug back a little bit realised that was because he it was something to do with his background and it was always, you know, um, a difficult background that he had and um, we got him in touch with some... Can you still hear me all right? I know it's quite windy. Yeah. Can you still hear me? So we got him in touch with some therapy um, and it made a massive difference to him. Like a, a huge difference. He went on and passed his... went through his, all of his um, qualifications and became a pilot and things and... Oh, that's, when that happens, that's just incredible. Mm-hmm. I, um, so I think when the role is quite mar- quite clearly defined, and there isn't those ethical conundrums, I probably selfishly <laughs> find that a little bit kind of um, easier to um, make sense of whether or not it was helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think know I mean? like, sometimes? Yeah. Sorry, sorry, Paul. I was just um, going to pick up on what you said about creating space for people. Um, and how that's 
So it's such a powerful thing that we can offer. And um, Jerry and I were talking about that concept of doing nothing, but how, you know, when you're doing nothing, you're doing something, aren't you? Because you're holding space to allow somebody to do all that thinking and to go back because obviously for the person you were working with, he had to feel safe to go back into trauma to think about what was happening for him, to even begin to think, okay, I want to actually deal with this. And so there's something about the way you use yourself to hold that space, to allow somebody to feel safe enough to kind of bounce around in it um, that is truly helpful, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And sometimes it can be really incredibly tricky, like... Because you, you've really got to be careful not to, um, not to open up something that you can't take a person through, like yes. you the skills. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and I was once told by my, I was told by my first um, social work mentor, don't pull apart anything you can't put back together. Yeah. And that's always held in my mind when I'm having conversations with people, and I'm watching those layers come and I'm thinking you know do I have do I have the time do I have the skills do I have the personal resources to actually keep moving with this or do I actually have to kind of hold things together could do more containing and then passing on to someone who has more of those other things to deal with it because sometimes that's what you're doing as well isn't it is you're going okay I need to find a way just to contain this person to get them somewhere else safely. Yes. Yes, Joe. That, that's a big part of what we did on the community mental health team. So we did a lot of what's called stabilisation, which meant just trying to just keep people, well, trying to help people to, um, uh, you know, um, to gain a period of where they feel more stable and then mm. before they go into like a more formalised therapy type yeah. of mm. I did want to come back to um, and we've got we've got another question in a bit about what your message to social workers might be. But I just wanted to come back to the fact that you're on Ascension Island and you were on St. Helena um, and you were on um, Cold Rose, which is based down here in Cornwall, uh, which are all environments where you're trying to do that helpful work whilst being in quite a, an, a kind of enclosed community. Um, I just wondered if there was anything that you could say about um, what helpful social work looks like on, on a either remote or kind of small or um, maybe isolated or closed community? I reckon you've, I think, in my opinion, like I reckon you've got to kind of, you've got to get a sense of, you've got to hold the social work identity. But if you, if you can't do anything that you've got to do that, you've got to somehow um, champion and, and, and um, uphold the, Values of what social work is. So I think a keen under a keen um, or um, uh, you, you need to hold uh, uh, that awareness of what social work is and isn't close by. I think at all times because you will get pulled out of position a lot here in these places. People, the community see social work in, in different ways, and of course, you know you know yourself, Jerry. Social work on 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 Saint Helena and on Ascension has, has kind of become much more. Um, much more of a community presence, largely in part because of the, a, a huge public inquiry that, that um, was published in 2015, which led to, because before then there was only a very, I think it was a part-time social worker here on, on Ascension, and there was only, I think, two social workers on St. Helena now, you've got, I think, something like 12 or something, with a lot, 
it's much bigger than it was. Um, and, and I think a large part of that increase in social workers was under the guise of safeguarding. And, and I think they had, they had this idea of safeguarding on, on St. Helena and Ascension. It was quite marked. It's quite a marked understanding of safeguarding. Like when I was on St. Helena, people would bring me up and like ask me to fix the roof and stuff. <laughs> because because culturally it was safeguarding was seen as well, you're supposed to safeguard the people, you know. It, it, it kind of it, it achieved quite a, in many ways quite a neat fit culturally, it's, but it was taken it was um, interpreted in quite a distinct way. They had this idea of safeguarding, which meant that the idea of social work was seen in a distinct way as well. Um, you know, so I suppose. We we had to really kind of um, work with the community to discuss and talk about what they how they saw social work and how they wanted social work what they wanted from a social work service. Um, it was because you haven't really got kind of the um, legislative spine that you what you have in the UK, so, which which in some ways is helpful because it kind of allows social workers to kind of um, have a boundary around. And have their have their own their own distinct identity, whereas in places like Ascension and Saint Helena, and even on in the military, which is a different type of, um, you know, uses different frameworks. It, so, social work can be like seen differently, and and there's different expectations on social workers as well, which can pull us can pull us out of position. Things. Um, so I think that's really yeah. interesting because I think it is a microcosm of of the bigger picture for social work, which is that we've got an identity. It is a flexible and creative identity, but it has some core aspects about it. And we're constantly in dialogue about what social work is and what it isn't and what it can do and what it can't and where it's helpful and where it isn't. Um, and in some of the environments you're talking about, you're actually able to have that conversation with the community in a way mm. that really social work in England needs to have that conversation with the whole electorate. Uh, but we don't tend to get the chance. You know, so it's, it can be misunderstood. Um that's exactly um, what I was just thinking, Jerry. As Paul was saying it, I was thinking, this is exactly the type of dialogues that local authorities need to be having really clearly with their communities um, so that there's a really good understanding of the type of social work and the expectations, because I think that would just be so much more healthy and helpful. And as you say, Paul, to have to have a kind of clear idea of what social work is in terms of values and ethics and those kind of things. So you've got a, you've got something you can offer people that you don't kind that that's fundamental is important as well, isn't it? Because otherwise, as you say, it could just be pulled into so many different shapes. Yet it is, you know, there are there are fundamental underpinning ethics in social work around human rights, around social justice, you know, um, that that really matter. It sounds as if you had the chance as well in some of those dialogues to talk about the um, the way that social work interacts with that particular community's culture as well, so that it needs to kind of respond to history and expectations and and dynamics between mm -hmm. the people involved as well, which is something that we're trying to do everywhere, but don't necessarily have that kind of dialogue open to us um, in quite the same way. Oh yeah, it's oh, big time, Jerry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's a, you know, um, so Saint Helena is a post, it's a, um, a late colonial territory and stuff. So there's all the history that 
influences kind of how how um, saints Saint, Saint Helenians how, how they kind of make sense of things as well. And, you know, social work's a part of that, really. Um, yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's just I suppose it's understanding all of the all of all of the um, the historical, social, cultural types of um, influences on. Uh, and, and and the you know the generational trauma as well that, that comes with a lot of yeah. difficult a difficult history that people have gone through. Um, this is all absolutely critical to kind of um, being able to help, I suppose. Don't you know? Yeah. But, yeah I, Sorry, I was going to say it made me think about uh, social work in Australia, of course, which mm-hmm. does has far from an unblemished history. Um, because of our work with the First Nations people and, um, you know, particularly social work's role in the removal of children, of Aboriginal children from their home and that whole stolen generation work, um, you know, and the amount of effort that the First Nation people and social work have had to put in with each other to to try and understand that history and the impact of it and how to make a good way forward um and i'm sure they're not not there yet but yeah these those historical hurts and uh, and and the present hurts really have to be understood don't they in in when you think about social work roles in different communities as well yeah yeah i can imagine joe yeah and i think with post and post-colonial regions the the policing aspect of the role becomes then becomes more of a um of a sore point, doesn't it? Because if then yeah. you position, if social is positioned as an enforcement role, then that then triggers triggers a um, kind of how um, indigenous populations, or in this case, you know, um, settlers have been tr- have been kind of treated historically. So it, it becomes yes. a, a trigger, and then you get a defensive response, which doesn't which doesn't doesn't help and things. It's really complicated. <laughs> It is, and that's why it's great to have these opportunities to actually discuss it and think about it because, you know, it's it's impacting on all of our roles as social workers. And so being able to just stop and think, you know, yes, I can see my role in one way now, but behind me is all the actions taken by, you know, authority and social work over over generations, not just my intentions it's it's what you carry with you yeah absolutely yeah 100% um, yes yeah, it's not you, enough you to just um, intend to be helpful is that you can actually like cause um, cause difficulties inadvertently if you don't know or don't try to understand the the context and, and, and places are very different, Jerry. And uh, you know, um, like for example, here um, on Ascension, kids are always playing out on the road and stuff like that. So, but the roads are very, very. The roads are quiet. They're like um, um, you very rarely get traffic on the roads here. So you often find, and it was the same on Saint Helena, that the kids would be walking up and down the road and playing up up the up the hills and things like that. Um, you know, and that that took me. It's been something that I've noticed. Yeah. Like, um, is is different to where where I was living before I came out here. So, where generally speaking, kids don't seem to play out as much anymore. Do you know what I mean they mainly they, they seem they go to school, they may go to a club, and they'll come back and stay in or whatever. Yeah. Whereas 
this feels like when I was growing up in Liverpool in the eighties, always out on the on the estate. <laughs> it, it kind of reminds me a little bit of that. So like, we'll I'll come back from work and the kids will come look around and because we my my three kids are here as well, and they'll shout over the gate. You know, you come out to play. Come out to play. Go, okay, yeah, go out to play. You know, and um. So it's 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 just different. Like it's just um, in some ways quite nostalgic, you know. Mm. <laughs> um, you have to understand you, those differences if you're trying to weigh at risk. Um, mm. Of course, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, then you've got then you've got the knock on of things like um, you know how safe are the kids on the road, things like the the, how, the traffic and things like that. So, so these type of conundrums you're always kind of working through, and. Um, in, you know, in places like Ascension and, and Saint Helena, because um, it, it is just a, a real, really different kind of way of living, really. So, we've got a final um, question for you, which is about what your message to social workers would be from your experience. Um, you can have more than one message if you want to. <laughs> what, what do you think are the important things to kind of pass on to other social workers? Um, I think you know, stay close to the um, to, to the ethics of what we do. I'd say is really important, and the, you know, and, and what we're trying to the kind of the idea that that social work um, is is a profession that you know is is intended to help um, and to um, and to understand. So I think I think to help and to understand and to stick with the. Um, Core ethics of what we do, I think, is really, really important and stuff. Those, you know, those, those um, core, core human rights. Um, you know, the, 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 the idea that we all should should um, enjoy the same protected human rights, no matter where we live, who we are. You know, we should all be able to um, be, have those rights protected, and that should be kind of this. I think massively um, should underpin everything that we do, really, stuff. Um, yeah. But I mean, and again, it's a, social work for me is is just it's an amazing profession. Like, um, I think it can do so much good. Um, it's, it's because we're so uniquely situated that aren't we? Right in between, kind of, in many ways, in between the structure and the people and stuff. So yeah, we're in such a, um, in a way, a distinct position to kind of, you know, make a lot, make an awful lot of good change happen. I think still. <laughs> 